Hi, and welcome to the Pastor Wife Potluck. My name is Ryan. And I'm Cecilia. And it's the new year. Happy 2023. It feels bonkers that it's 2023. I want to say, like, where have the last years gone? But, like, we know. They were just, like, eaten alive by COVID. But, yeah, 2023 just makes me feel very old. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, we're in the 20s. This isn't a place I thought I'd ever be. But, like, I'm only about to be 30 years old. So, like, it's not that big a deal, really. (laughs) I have this tricky thing, too, that, like, every New Year's is also my birthday. And so, like, I have to take the emotional damage of a new year with the emotional damage of turning a new age. And so I think that that always throws me for a loop, too. Which I honestly like it that way, because then when I'm doing, like, New Year's resolutions and stuff, I could do it for my whole birth year. But yeah, I'm turning 31, which I love being in my 30s. But something about 31 and something about 23 just feel, it feels like it's still five years down the road. So it's really throwing me off a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I've never really disliked aging. So I don't know how that feels. Well, so last year when I turned 30, it was like, this is it. Like, I, I I, have reached where I've been supposed to be being my entire life. That didn't make any sense. But, like, 30 just feels like it fits. But 31, I'm like, oh, now we're really doing this 30s thing. Yeah, that's fair. And, like, obviously, we're always told, like, oh, your 20s don't matter. People don't do things until their 30s. Like, your 30s is where you thrive and all this stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's just something we say. Like, I'm going to turn 35 and then someone's going to tell me about someone else who didn't peak until they were 45. And then when I'm 45, they'll say, oh, so-and-so peaked when they were in their 50s. So, like, we just keep moving the goalposts back and I never have to peak I hope I've already peaked. It just feels like too much work to to peak in 10 years. (laughs) I don't want to improve after this. (laughs) Happy New Year's. We don't want to get better. (laughs) Oh, Oh that's wonderful. Well, you know what is better during the holidays? What? The food. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking not working, but food is fine too. What good food did you eat? Because ours was kind of mediocre over here. So I had a couple of things. My, my traditional Christmas, New Year's meals I had on Christmas Eve, we ate chili dogs because I had to work and Corey and her family came into my church. And so we ha- literally had... T- we had to make something that could go in the crock pot before we left. And so chili, and then we made hot dogs. So we ate chili dogs for Christmas Eve. Not something I have, I don't think is traditionally eaten on Christmas Eve, but let me tell you, sometimes it's nice to break a tradition. I, th- there's never an occasion when I'm like, man, I really want a chili dog. So like, I'm just the wrong person to be excited about this for you. But I'm glad that you enjoyed it. If I tell you what we did for Christmas Eve, though, your chili dog is going to sound much better. In between services, we realized that we hadn't eaten, and so, like, also, I'm sure this was the way it was for the whole country, but we also had snow and ice on the ground, and so it wasn't like we wanted to drive around and do shit. So we went to um, the Awful Waffle and ate at Waffle House, and then the next day, we ate at Waffle House again. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot seeing y'all's post on Christmas Eve that you were at Waffle House, and can I tell you, I saw that and I thought to myself, man, I wish people weren't coming to my house after church because then I could just go to Waffle House. <laughs> I wish I was also lonely. 
Oh man, that's not uh, I can't say that that's not a thought I have often. But no, I think Waffle House, Waffle House on a holiday is particularly delicious. Waffle House employees have very long shifts, and their their work week is really weird. You can look into it if you want. And so I always enjoy going in on holidays when they have to work anyway, and just being like especially nice to them and especially cheerful. And like our bill was an outrageous amount because we tip so much because like you're working on Christmas Eve and that sucks. Um, and so yeah, there's just something there's something about the atmosphere. And like William was wearing his snowman three piece suit and so like they all love that and then like somebody we knew came in and put Christmas songs on the jukebox and so like it really was fun and it I mean you know it was just Waffle House food so it was delicious in all the wrong ways <laughs> that's awesome so then on Christmas day you went to Waffle House again yes but that time it was like extra unintentional um but there was somebody at church who also didn't have a place to go and I had bought stuff to make a traditional meal for just the two of us which is dumb in hindsight and so then we were like let's just go to Waffle House and so then we went again and it was the same ladies who were working the night before so we just ran it back yeah that's delightful I I will say on Christmas day my father father-in-law i don't think he smoked it i think he baked he put in the oven a prime rib Ooh. and so i don't know i hadn't really thought about this but like eating prime rib if you slice it the correct way you're just eating a steak that's been cooked for like six hours and it's just so good so that was a great meal and then on the 26th Corey's family had a big christmas gathering for like the extended family and that's when we ate a smoked turkey which let me tell you, turkey when it's done right is one of the best meats on the planet. The problem is it's hard to get right. I was gonna say maybe I've just never had it right because turkey is one of the last meats I want to eat. I believe you. Yeah it was so good. We always eat great with my father-in-law but can I tell you, I can say this, this isn't controversial, the best meal I ate over the holidays. What was it? I got to go to a potluck Mm -hmm. but it wasn't just any potluck. It was a funeral potluck. Yes. Funeral food is such good food. Funerals, bummers, right? Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're sad. Most of the time, I would say they're sad. But the food afterwards is healing. Yeah. William always talks. There's, like, we have, like, a funeral food committee at church and so every funeral they do the food and so William always talks to them about funeral potatoes and then just what he once served at their funeral and they're always like we're gonna be long dead before that happens and William's like yeah but someone needs to know my menu because yeah funeral food is is often some of the best food and there's something about the community of eating it all together eating the same food at everybody's funeral but doing it together what was your highlight of the funeral food Someone made fried chicken. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was not, like, KFC fried chicken, right? It was, like, homemade fried chicken that was, again, done correctly. Very good. And then, obviously, there are funeral potatoes. There was a macaroni and cheese that had, like, some macaroni salad qualities to it. That was great. And then the Sister Schuster rolls. We took it to go because we left our baby with my father-in-law and we don't often leave the house without our child (laughs) so we did not stay for lunch with everyone but like when we were trying to leave without food someone was like no here's a box and they just like produced a foam to go box from nowhere and so i got to got to eat at a funeral i will say again 
very sad, very disappointed that this person passed away, but I'm not disappointed in the food that came from it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When you said you took yours to go, I was like, maybe judging you a little bit in my mind. But if you took it to go because someone handed it to you on the way out the door, that is church etiquette. But like, just being like, all right, deuces. <laughs> right. Okay. No, that's what... <laughs> I drank a cup of coffee that was on a hot plate for like three and a half hours. Always good. And then tried to leave. Like, you can't say no to an old woman with a to-go box more than once. Nope. Nope. It's the 10th deadly sin. But then Corey was like, Corey was like, should we get a plate for my dad? And I was like, absolutely not. We have food at the house. He can figure it out. (laughs) Because I I felt like taking three boxes from a funeral was just not appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a line and that would have crossed it. Well, how is Corey doing? Because she's back off of maternity leave, right? How is that going for you guys? Yeah. So as we're recording, she has been in the office two half days. We're kind of doing a soft launch before she comes back in full swing next week. And it is an adjustment, let me tell you. Since we have been together... (laughs) This is the first time we have both had a full-time job through no fault of Corey's. <laughs> it's the first time like we're going to wake up in the morning and each go to an office pretty much all day. And just kind of managing that with with Thomas has just been so interesting. And it's, I even like feel bad, right? Because I can't have this conversation and just say like, oh, Corey's going back to work. It is about her and her journey and through all this. Like, it's not about Corey. It's not about me. It's about... Thomas and us trying to figure out how to manage our two careers at the same time. Luckily, next week, the daycare opens and Corey will be able to take Thomas to her office, essentially, like the daycare is in her church. And so he will be there throughout the day. And so it's not, you know, who's staying home at which times to watch Thomas so the other one can go work. But it's definitely... It's definitely an adjustment. I mean, it's not something we had we had really considered. And each of us have been gone for like several hours at a time, right? Mm-hmm. But not like to the scale of being of of essentially Corey saying like I'm going to work and I'm gonna keep going to work until he is like 25 years old. But yeah, I've I've kind of spent the last I don't know several weeks just kind of talking to Corey and Corey has had to and I've. like reminded her and we've kind of been talking through this together of Corey is going to work right and like we are seeing this kind of in a negative light that she has spent all this time with Thomas throughout all day every day Mm -hmm. and that is ending but to say that like she now she is going to do the thing she was called to do she's going to participate in this ministry that she has taken up and before she went on maternity leave things were going really well at the church and so just us having to adjust the way we're seeing this is like it's not like Corey is going back to a miserable job she's going back to a job that she's confident in and does well Yeah. But I can't imagine someone doing this, going to a job they dislike, because it has to be, it's it's already extremely, extremely difficult. And, And I can't imagine it being harder than it already is. Yeah, as you were talking, I was like, yeah, and it's like such a privilege to have two full-time jobs. It's such a privilege to have had such extensive maternity leave in the United States. And then, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's not only that, but like her calling is sacred. Like, there is good work that has been put in place for her to do. And part of that is Thomas and whatever future offspring you have. And then also part of that is her 
walking into the church and, and being a pastor and being a leader and being a counselor and, and all the different hats she wears with that. But yeah, I I don't pretend to even understand how difficult that is for her or any other parent who's doing something similar. New year, new, completely different world <laughs> for you guys. That's the thing is like overnight, our priorities just completely changed. Mm-hmm. Like, they completely changed from being people who were just thinking about each other, right? The most important person to me was Corey, right? Right. Essentially, my priorities were divided between myself and Corey. And now those priorities are divided between myself, Thomas, and Corey. And so just managing that and and understanding that, like, this time is so special and so unique that like while it is really hard things are going to get easier on the logistical side of things Mm -hmm. like thomas will be able to like go to school eventually like all day and not just daycare thomas will be able to like sit quietly with us like while we work or or not need to be held right like while i'm on the computer trying to send emails but then other parts of that are going to get harder and so this whole thing is just in a dynamic movement that as soon as we get used to something as soon as we get into a routine of both of us being at work and Thomas being at daycare, something's going to change, right? Yeah. School's going to, the daycare's going to let out for the summer. And then what do we do? This could be a snow day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that ministry book. It's just a phase. Um, it's the orange curriculum, but it talks about that. It talks about like every, every time you're in a phase, so people come up to you and they're like, oh, it's just a phase. They're not always going to stick goldfish up their nose and have to get it surgically removed, right? Like, it's just a phase. It's just a phase. <laughs> right. But then that the, the purpose of the book is like, yeah, it's just a phase, so don't miss it. But yeah, it, it's hard to be in the trenches of that. And, and then constantly knowing it is just a phase. I don't want to miss it, but I also want to be prepared for the next phase. And it's just kind of drinking out of a fire hydrant, it sounds like. I don't know. I'm not a mom. Today, I mean, as we're talking, like several hours ago was the first time Thomas had something in his hand. He's not really great. He doesn't really grab stuff. But like if the stars align and his hand ends up next to something he can hold on to, like he will pick something up. But today he did that. And then obviously he's constantly like eating his hands. And so he then today was the first day he put something, not his hands into his mouth. And I was like, oh, now great. Something we need to worry about. Yeah. Is that the picture that you guys sent us? (laughs) Probably. Okay. Because I hadn't seen him holding a toy before and I almost was like, oh my gosh, toy. But then I didn't know if that was new to y'all or if it was just because I hadn't seen it yet and so then I didn't say it but that is exciting it is cool I even thought that like he's three months now and so like just seeing him three months ago and seeing him now is just like such a big difference and it's so it's wild and it's also wild to keep up with oh man well that I mean that is that's as much as as I'm ready to talk about the future and also Corey starting work because it is it is giving me gray hair as we speak. Uh, well, it's been giving you gray hair then for the last like five years, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move to something a little something we haven't done in a while, but I am excited to talk about a relevant article with you. Okay, dope. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an article on relevantmagazine.com. 
It's by Jesse Carey, and this is the 11 resolutions everyone should consider making next year. Uh, This was written, obviously, before the new year started. Cecilia, did you make any resolutions this year? So William and I looked at our finances, and our biggest spending category last year was eating out, or just like food, I think, in general. But specifically eating out was such a hefty number. Usually I'm like really, really okay with talking about our finances to anyone and everyone, but it's such a big number I'm embarrassed by it. So I'm going to keep that to myself. But (laughs) we both were like, this is ridiculous. And because like there are better places that we could eat. Like we always talk like we rather go to one fancy restaurant a month than go to Sonic or Waffle House 10 times, you know? And so just uh-huh. just looking at that and then thinking about what that means about what we're putting in our body and where we're spending our money and what if we're saying yes to McDonald's, what are we saying no to essentially with our finances and our time and our bodies? So all of that to say, our resolution, if you want to call it that, is to just be a lot more cognizant of where we are eating out and then specifically trying to limit the times that we're eating out to once a week. Because we live in Georgetown, Kentucky, and we have got a reputation here, especially amongst church members, of being kind of restaurant snobs and usually that would mortify me because I just want to like fit in and not make a big scene but I'm not really even ashamed of it because the food around here is not good it's just like is mediocre (laughs) Sodexo food and honestly we can make better at home and like oftentimes we say that we go out because it's convenient or because we're running around or because he has a meeting and then I have a meeting or whatever. And then we sit at a restaurant and we spend like $40. And when we leave, we were like, man, I can make better enchiladas than that. I can make a better sandwich than that or whatever it is. So we are eating out less this year for the betterment of everything. Yeah, that's valuable. Yeah. So what about you? Do you have any? No, I tend to not make New Year's resolutions because it's something like you have to think about, right? And if I'm thinking about making a resolution in like December 15th, like genuinely my thought process is always like, why don't I just do that now? Well, yeah. Why why do I have to start a new habit on January 1st? So that's not something I tend to do. But (laughs) as we're talking, like something I, something I'm working on is really just like my own mental health. And so it's not so much a resolution as just like something I'm addressing after 25 years Mm -hmm. and so that that is something like I am actively working on to improve my life yeah I do love that and I am a certified life coach and so yeah you don't have to wait to the first of the month if you want to do it on July 2nd do it you know there's no there's no good time Or there's no right time. The one thing about resolutions, though, that (laughs) this is just like a not, this is, this doesn't make sense, right? But like, obviously, I need to go to the gym more. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to exercise more. I've started this new job where like, I'm walking less than I was walking when I was working at Target. I just like need to move. And so going to the gym makes sense. For most of America. I really don't want to be just another like fat guy in Planet Fitness at the beginning of January. So I need all those guys to leave in the next few weeks so that I can then go to the gym and like not feel like a trope. No, I thought that too, because today school was canceled um, and so I didn't have to go to work. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And then I thought, 
oh, so is everybody else. And then I'm just going to be one of the people that they haven't seen in, you know, two months or whatever it is. So I totally right, feel that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I don't, I, I think we just don't want to work out. <laughs> that might be true. Also, though, we will get to this guy's article in a second. Sorry. Um, we like kind of haphazardly got a new dog. Maybe we don't know if we're keeping it. <laughs> That makes us sound terrible. There's a widow involved. Just know we're not terrible people. But the dog is making me exercise more because it has so much energy. And our dogs are just like, don't you dare tell me to get off the couch. And so maybe I'll just keep him as a, (laughs) just to be an exercise companion. He's also. Yeah, you're right. It's an extremely like stressful, (laughs) kind of expensive personal trainer. (laughs) He's just so cute. And he's such a good dog. Like, we can take him in the car, and he doesn't just, like, slobber all over the windows and bark at people. It's it's a it's a crazy thing for us. Yeah, I'm someone with four animals and a baby in my house, but, like, I hear three dogs, and I just think, like, that's too many dogs. Yeah. But also, he's literally a third of the size of Magnolia, so it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like two and a half dogs. And that feels doable, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, it's fine. William is cold-hearted, and so we're probably getting rid of him soon. I just want people to know that we did not adopt him and are getting rid of him that quickly. I just need people to know that. We we have always been fostering him, and now my heart is just softened to him. That's all. Anyway. That's sweet. All right, let's let's talk about these these all these resolutions we didn't make. Okay, one last thing before we get started on this. I think 11 is too many. But now okay. now read me the 11. Go ahead, change my mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to spend more time in conversations that matter. Boo. <laughs> I'm just right. kidding. Um, in <laughs> in this little blurb right so he says the resolution and then he like gives a little blurb about it in it he talks about theorizing about the latest episode of serial so i'm starting to think that maybe this article is several years old and has just been rewritten a bunch of times cool 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 Glad. uh-huh um to complain less and do more okay i'm down with this one to spend less time worrying no <laughs> Because then what would I do with all of my time? <laughs> right. As someone who's surrounded by people with anxiety, I've, I can tell you this is terrible advice. I've, I've told several people to spend less time worrying and they have just gotten angry. And also, as somebody who also has prioritized my health in this last year, like, it just doesn't work like that. And so, like, being able to use your worry in more productive ways and being able to, like, oh, my... My therapist would cry tears of joy because every time he says this to me, I roll my eyes. But being able to use your wise brain and like try to figure out why you're worrying is so much better than saying don't worry. So boo. Okay. I like the first two, but number three is trash. To pray more. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, just pray more. Uh, To listen to more new music every week. No, I will not. Because Gen Z is great. And they are beloved children of God, but their music is crap. And I stand by that. To cut others some slack. Including the author of this article. Okay, deal. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Also, to cut yourself some slack. Well, I haven't for 31 years, and I'm doing just fine. Just kidding. No, this is true. And I often want people to cut themselves slack, and so I appreciate 
I appreciate this because it's true. There are so many times when people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, truly, I don't care. Like, it's all good, you know? And I'm sure I do that to people too. And they, they want me to do this. So, okay, I'll, I'll give you this one. To read more good books. I mean, like, I don't know why he specifies good here. Right, because I don't read any books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not more good books, Cecilia. Just read books. Okay. And that was one of my goals last year. And I I did do relatively well. And I, back to his have meaningful conversations, I was trying to specifically pick books last year that would broaden my horizon and help me have other perspectives. So, like, I'm into this. But I don't like the qualifier of good. (laughs) (laughs) To challenge our own presumptions. Oh, no, not presumptions. Presuppositions. What does that mean? I think it just means presumptions. But I can't, I genuinely don't know if like presumption is just how we say this word or presuppositions is a different word that means the same thing. (laughs) We need to read more, Ryan. Well, that's the problem, is that I've read this word, but I don't know how to say it. All right. Hey, if you're uh, if you're listening to this, hit us in on Facebook and let us know if I'm dumb or not. Well, I mean, just like in general or about this one thing? <laughs> about this one thing. To spend less time on your phone. Wait, I need to... I'm on my phone currently looking up how you spell presumption. And it's P-R-E-S-U-M... P-T-I-O-N. Is that the word you're saying? Okay, so it's two different... No, I'm, pl- I'm saying presupposition. It's two different words pronounced differently that mean the same thing. Okay. But yeah, spend less time on your phone. Again, this article cites Candy Crush mm. and the cast of Boy Meets World. Okay. I actually... Hot take. I think that I need to spend more time on my phone. And <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm laughing as I say it. I'm not saying that because I'm like, ha ha ha. I really, like, I am really bad about having my phone with me. I hate, I hate when I am, do like, I hate when I'm out with friends and people are texting me because I'll read it and then I never respond and then those people get mad. I truly had someone the other day say, I'm sorry if I did something to offend you. And I was like, no, I'm just horrible at communicating with this phone in my hand. And so actually, I, th- I think that I probably should be on my phone more and actually write people back more and be better about all of that this year. So I'm switching that for me. Yeah, I also think that's unfair of people. What? To, like, be upset when someone doesn't respond to your... Well... But I'm also someone... I call, like, four people every day, and a lot of times none of those people answer, and so it is just what it is. I try to answer, boo. No, this this person, the last time they had talked to me was in October, and I said, I'll get back to you, and I never did. And so, like, she had every right to be like, yo, Cecilia, what's up? And she, I, I, <laughs> I feel truly bad. And so, anyway... All right, and the very last one, which is something I think y'all do particularly well, it's to share more meals with people you care about. Ooh, yeah. I do like that one. I Something I've learned this last year in my job is that oftentimes when people who are coming to me who are experiencing crises, one of my first questions is always, do you have a church family? And they always, they don't always. Typically they say no. And then I say, do you have a good support system? And also typically they say no. And so like, I just really have been thinking a lot lately about how important community is for all of us and how, how important it is to like build those relationships and 
And not just so that you have people fall back on when times get hard, but also so people can celebrate with you and give you wisdom and be like, hey, don't do that. Or absolutely, you should apply for this and do this. And like how often it comes up in our life and like what an important part of our life it is. And so, yes, I fully support this. I think everybody should have more community, even if it's awkward at first, because we've hosted many uh, awkward dinner parties. Like you just have to put yourself out there and it sucks because it's being vulnerable. Um, And you could talk to Brene Brown about that. But I'm all about number 11. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. That's the article. So it was a pretty decent, if not outdated, article um, with the Candy Crush and cereal. Well, glad it's relevant. But I appreciate it. I'm still not going to make a resolution. Yeah, but it's good. Again, it's good. Even if it's not a resolution, I think it's okay to say, I want to be open. I want to be open to these things. Right. William was talking yeah, about for sure, for sure. Um, just like praying for awareness of poss- like these possibilities and opportunities in his sermon on Sunday because I actually listened. I Maybe that's your resolution is to be open, open to opportunities. Yeah. I don't know. That's great. <laughs> you sound convinced. <laughs> Cecilia, you know what I want to learn about now? Yes. How great I am. A wonderful recipe that you found for us. Oh, okay. That works here. I thought we were going into password potluck points. I had a different recipe picked out. And then as I was flipping through this book, I saw this. And ultimately, I picked it because I was like, mm, I bet William would like that. And then I, re- <laughs> then I read it and I said, oh, we are never eating this. So my question for you, Ryan, is what do you think... Miss Linda Mint when she said Mexican cheesecake. Like a Tres Leches cake, maybe. Okay. Or like like a like a cheesecake, but with like some like cinnamon mm-hmm. or like a, a nice like chili powder over it because you get that like spicy sweet. This is done in Mexico a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, ooh, maybe it's sopapilla. Maybe I definitely thought it was gonna have cinnamon in it. What do you think the one ingredient that is not in it is <laughs> uh s- cheese oh no that that would be crazy um it's cinnamon <laughs> so oh, okay let me go ahead and read you this let, i can't i i can't i want to start with one ingredient but also i want to build up to it so i just can't decide where to begin okay so the first ingredient is two teaspoons Chicken flavored instant bouillon. And you're like, okay, I've got some of that in the. Ca- that's a Mexican thing I have in my cabinet. Right, 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 right. Absolutely, we have it in our cabinet, but for cheesecake. Then you need half a cup of water, three packages of cream cheese, three teaspoons chili powder. Which again, I was expecting chili powder. Two teaspoons hot pepper sauce, one teaspoon cumin, two eggs. One cup of finely chopped chicken. Remember, this is in okay. this is in the cheesecake section. Uh huh. Fourteen ounces of green chilies, which like yes, put green chilies in everything, please. Salsa, sliced green onions, shredded cheese, and tortilla chips. <laughs> Let me tell you. Wait, is you, this nachos? Right. Let me tell you. I shrieked when I saw the word tortilla chips <laughs> in cheesecake. <laughs> Wait, are they just calling nachos Mexican cheesecake? Because that seems a teensy bit racist. It sounds also kind of like seven-layer dip, but it's not. So dissolve bouillon. bouillon, How do you say that word? Bouillon? Bouillon? 
Boyan. 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 <laughs> Boyan. <laughs> in, yeah, super, super Hispanic. Dissolve Boyan in water, set aside. In large bowl, beat cream cheese, chili powder, cumin, and hot sauce until smooth, which, like, Please put that on my gravestone. That sounds delicious. Add <laughs> eggs, mix well. Add bouillon, liquid, and beat until smooth. Stir in chicken and chilies. Pour into a nine-inch springform pan. This is where it gets me, Ryan. Bake at 45 minutes to an hour or until set. Cool for 15 minutes. So at this point, you've just... you, you, you I don't even know what you've made. You've made, like... See, the eggs. The eggs the make it eggs, not nachos. Right? Cool for 15 minutes. Carefully run knife around the edge of pan. Barf and remove side of pan. <laughs> Top with salsa, shredded cheese, and green onions. Serve warm or chilled with tortilla chips. Which at that point, I was like, thank God. Because I was like, when is this lady going to crush up these tortilla chips and put them in? <laughs> Refrigerate any leftovers. And then... <laughs> In a typical, this is the best, in a typical church cookbook style, it says, if less spicy flavor is desired, reduce chili powder, hot pepper sauce, and cumin. (laughs) Cumin's not spicy. I know. And it's like, we're, we're working with two teaspoons. So like, yeah, it's just like a, I don't, I don't, it kind of is like a dip, but it's in cheesecake form it's in a spring pan there's not gelatin in it which like praise the lord but the eggs is what got me <laughs> yeah i don't like this in like can i'm just gonna say that white people should not be allowed to innovate something mm-hmm. that begins with the word mexican or chinese whenever it's chinese it's like there's soy sauce in it or like i don't know it's uh-huh. just like it, it's yeah. like uh, not why are we doing this yeah it's pretty bad um, but anyway, so Oof. thank you, Linda, for that, um, for that. <laughs> for that, yeah, just that. Oh, yeah. When I saw cheesecake, it was truly like I saw cheesecake and then I just like flipped my eyes down and then it said tortilla chips and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. All right, Ryan. So let's go ahead and dole out points for this week. Full full disclosure to our listeners, it has been two weeks since we talked, so we might have a lot, and it's been Christmas, and so we've had two Sundays worth of points. So, do you want to start for us? Yeah, so unfortunately, Corey did not have a Christmas Eve service for me to be at and, like, troubleshoot like technical problems or anything like that. However, I do have an opportunity for some points I hope you'll agree with. Okay. That we just got our Christmas cards from Corey's church members. And I think that we should get a point for every card that is just addressed to family, even though there are two of us that are not Corey, or with our name misspelled. Ooh, I'm going to (laughs) have... Ryan, if we did misspelled names, (laughs) I would outbeat you. But I, I would have to go count. I can't, I don't even know. Nobody ever spells my name right. But yes, I love this. I love this. So yeah, I had, um, and this happened last year where uh, we have several addressed to Pastor Corey and family, which like last year was literally just me. <laughs> uh, last year, I got one to Brian. Luckily this year, I didn't have any misspellings, but I figured misspellings would help you a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to go with six. Six either addressed to like 
Pastor Corey. One of them was Pastor Corey. I'm not going to count this, but it was Pastor Corey, Ryan, and Baby Thomas. <laughs> and so that one, like, that felt bad because I didn't get a title. <laughs> have a title. I wish it had just said that Ryan. <laughs> and yeah, Pastor Corey, Thomas, and also Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I have six addressed to Pastor Corey and family. Okay. That is quite impressive. Okay, so that those are your points for the week is six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say I d- didn't know about this in advance, so I didn't have time to count them up. Let's just do one for good measure because we know, we know somebody spelled my name wrong. <laughs> yeah, at least one person. At least one person, if not more than half the cards. But that also, Brian is a lot worse than misspelling my already misspelled name, right? Like, so, like, you win. Yeah, you yeah, win. yeah. I agree. It's just straight up not my name. Okay. So, let me... I was... I wrote down my list before we started. So, let me see if you think any of these get points. I I did a hospital visit with William. Were you in the room? The person was in surgery, and we were in the waiting room with the family. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I set up and tore down the side sanctuary for Christmas Eve services. Okay, yeah, like anything you do to improve the quality of the church service definitely counts. I directed the play on Christmas morning, so like I stood in the back and directed the play. I'm gonna call you on this because it's not like you organized a cast and got scripts out and directed play in rehearsal. Wasn't this just something like whoever showed up got to be in the play? Okay, first of all, I never said I did all that. I said I directed the play on Christmas morning. And yeah, but convincing older people to dress up like angels and donkeys <laughs> took a lot of smiling and peopleizing that I didn't necessarily want to do. <laughs> hey, sometimes people are already dressed like donkeys, am I right? No? Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to include that pity laugh, you can. <laughs> we'll let the editor decide. <laughs> um... Okay, I on okay, this one I shoveled snow on out of the walkways on Christmas Eve while I was dressed in my Christmas Eve dress and William dropped my boots that I was supposed to wear with my dress on the way to the car. So then I had to wear my muck boots with my pretty Christmas Eve dress after snuffling show. Snow. Yeah, that's fine, but William did say you really like shoveling snow. Okay, you so. really like technological things. That doesn't mean every time you help Corey, we're going to not give you points. Oh, one thing I did do, sorry. <laughs> uh, yesterday, in fact, I helped Corey fix her computer. Uh, it's a Mac. I've never owned a Mac. Over the phone while I was at home with the baby. In relation to her job? Huh? In relation to her job? Yeah, she was at work and was having trouble with her yeah, computer. Yeah, you totally get a point for that. Unless you enjoyed it. Dope. Um, okay, I'm giving myself, I'm giving myself credit for snoveling, sh- shoveling snow. Yeah, that's fine. Mainly because I think Sonia would give me credit for it. Okay, no, the second to last one. I, um, set up for New Year's Eve or New Year's Day breakfast, and I didn't call it hangover breakfast at all to any church members. <laughs> did I get a point? Um, what did you do? Like, what was for breakfast? Well, it was a lot of different Kroger pastries that I went and helped buy and then also Christmas morning William was like oh no we don't have enough food so I sent him a recipe that was banger and it was the first thing that went and then like I went and like set up coffee and helped set out plates and stuff yeah that'll do I guess 
I went to church early to I do it. I think the pastor wife extra credit would have been like actually baking pastries. Okay. So I won't give myself credit for that one. <laughs> okay. And then last but not least, because this really, this was the one that took the most out of my soul. Me and William, our favorite Christmas Eve tradition is that after everything is done at the churches that we serve, we go to 11 o'clock candlelight service somewhere, just the two of us, so that we can really, really, really embrace Christmas and not work it. It is our thing. I've written blogs about it. Like, it means so much to me. And this year, William had the brilliant idea of we love it so much and so surely our congregation will love it so much so let's do it so first of all he already robbed me of our one tradition that we have and then it snowed and was negative 32 wind chill so nobody came which like extra robbed me of the experience and then he said oh there's nobody to run sound and do the do the powerpoint so will you do it To which I said yes, but I took a picture of me sitting behind the manger, couldn't even see the people who were there, doing pro-prisoner, and he had the audacity to come over and light my candle during silent night. And so I sat in a corner by myself (laughs) with this one little candle lit and sang silent night, and I embraced it, and I had a good spirit about it, and I didn't say anything about it. But golly, it killed my soul. So I think I get two points for that. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's that's like pastor wife epitome. I took a picture of it and put it on our socials. And I almost put nobody puts baby in a corner because I thought that was going to be funny. But then I knew people wouldn't understand the context. Um, So anyway, it just felt like the most pastor wife thing to be like, yeah, this is the one tradition we have. And now I'm alone doing it on my own. That's awesome. So anyway, okay, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven points this week and you also have seven points this week. So we're tied. Wow. Look at that. Thank you, church members who don't know my name. (laughs) Yeah. Ironically, you get it because people don't know you. Which one can say is the hallmark of being a pastor's wife is being treated as though you're known and not actually being known by anybody in the congregation. That was a sad point to end it on. At the... At the funeral, at the burial, we like, we went to the burial, and when we were like getting out of the cars, Corey was going to like was like talking to someone because she was doing the burial part of the service, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys had just lost, oh. I think, and someone just came up to me and was like, "Oh, too bad about the Cowboys." I was like, "Now's not the time, <laughs> church member. I never see." Holly, <laughs> like, oh. you see me like. <laughs> two or three times a year and you always have to talk like there's more to me than the dallas cowboys oh man (laughs) not too much more but there's more just kidding (laughs) well cool well this has been a great this has great been a great pastor wife potluck with you this week how do you want to end it yeah so thank you for listening you can find the rest of our episodes wherever you find podcasts including amazon music i don't know why i single them out uh every week but i just think it's funny that i'm on amazon music this podcast is now edited and marginally produced by william riley you can find me at ryanwillette.com where all my socials and uh some other things are cecilia where can we find you and the podcast socials so pass a wife potluck is 
at Passwife Potluck on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find me on Instagram at Cecilia.Riley, spelled like O'Reilly, but without the O. Nice. Well, Cecilia, do you have... <laughs> Shauna told me to start telling people to, to tell to spell my name, and I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right, Cecilia, how about you send us off with a tip for our kitchens? Okay, I actually put this one into use over the holidays. So use cocoa to dust baking tins so cookies and cakes won't have a flowery look. Also, use almond flour if you're trying to get out a sticky bunt cake. Sticky bunt cake.